Literary Scape presents the historical, inspirational book club podcast, the first of its kind. This show is for those who love clean romance adventure stories from the 1800s. In this episode, Tiffany, Jessica, and Melissa will be discussing the second book in Andrea Beauchard's Shenandoah Valley Saga. Carrie Ann Collier has been a newlywed for 19 blissful days. As blissful as life can be in the midst of a war, that is. But all too soon, her happiness is shattered when her beloved husband goes missing in battle. Lost in sorrow, Carrie doesn't know where to turn. Then, a new arrival appears on her doorstep. Her husband's best friend and rebel officer, Eli Kent, who is determined to care for the Collier woman, no matter what. Unexpected news tempts Carrie to try to infiltrate the enemy once again. If she makes this dangerous choice, will Eli be able to honor his promise to keep her safe? Fans of A Thousand Shall Fall will savor this moving sequel set against the Civil War backdrop of Virginia's beautiful Shenandoah Valley. All right, we're going to jump right in because this is where you start realizing this isn't like our typical series we read because normally if there's three books in a series, you're following three different couples mm-hmm. and they might be connected somehow, but this is still following Peyton and Carrie, but now they're married. They got married at the end of the first. And of course, you know, the back of the book explains their trials this time. So what was your reaction to the news that Vern and Peyton had been killed in battle? It was sad. I liked both those characters, and I was like, no, no. I was shocked because I was, like you said, expecting them to be still in this book, but have a different couple. So yeah. I thought, oh, what? I wonder what they're going to be up to in the next book. They're going to yeah. have kids, like, mm-hmm. you know. So, I, yeah, I was just Yeah, shocked. like they would be more like, like Peyton and Carrie would be kind of more like side characters. Yeah. And I really thought the second book would follow her sister. Yeah. Yes, I thought the sister, yes. But so it, the saga continues with Peyton and Carrie. But at, at that point, though, when they got the news that both Vern and Peyton, well, Vern was confirmed dead. Yes, yes. But Peyton was missing, missing presumed dead. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. At that point, I felt sorrier for Meredith. I did too. They yeah. were just getting ready to adopt that baby. Yes. And she, beyond a shadow of a doubt, her husband's dead. Yeah. There was no questioning it. Yeah. It, and it, uh, because it was confirmed that he was dead, but Carrie still carried some hope. And she had a very strong unwillingness to accept that Peyton was dead. That seemed like a natural reaction. I don't know. If you were in her spot, would you continue to hold out hope like she did? Because everyone else seemed to get frustrated by her especially aunt ruth was like you just need to accept that Peyton's dead well i would because you have no proof to show me that he's not that let that you don't have a body yeah i think she yeah. is very like yeah like she needs something I tactile need- to hold you know yeah. to and i concrete. think if yeah, yeah, concrete. Yeah, if she Even had if, that, I think she would have accepted it, yeah. but she didn't. So. Even if it was the, his necklace thing that had mm-hmm. his name on it, something to say, listen. Yeah. I mean, how did you feel about Aunt Ruth and the others when they kept pressuring her to just... I think they were trying to do like what society would want you to do. 
Yeah. Like you need to accept it and move on. I like, mean, they did. They ended up, she, she did not want to hold a funeral service for him. Yeah. And, and they ended up doing that. Yeah. And guy from the funeral home, how mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, and like, I think they were just trying to, like you said, move on and just do what was proper. And I think Aunt Ruth had more like insight in what she had to gain from his death. I know that sounds kind of gross or morbid, but oh, yeah. financially, I think she had more insight in their finances and how his inheritance would play into their future. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something she just naturally had to worry about. And, you know, mm-hmm. and what death that kind of finalized yeah. and stabilize their future so it did you're right because in if you would to hold out and wait wait yes you're going this long period of time without any support correct coming in you know so, to buy food and i feel yeah. like that's part of aunt although she aunt ruth didn't want to right. acknowledge the death i think financially in the back of her mind she had to mm-hmm. in order to survive was used to nothing so she didn't right really have to so Margaret, um, Carrie's sister, she plays a bigger role in this. Did you think that Carrie and Margaret made wise choices in this series, in this, well, in this story? Because remember, they went up to Washington, D.C. Without right? telling anybody. No, they went together with Aunt Ruth. Oh, and yeah. Captain, and then they went to. And then they stayed Oh, now I can't remember where they stayed. Richmond? Um, no. Richmond was in the, it was the capital of the Confederacy. Yeah, but didn't they move there? No. 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 Remember, they went up to D.C. Okay. Because they were searching. No, Carrie Ann wanted to search some hospitals up there. And, oh, and also in this book. But they have a home up there. Yeah. And remember, they had... But wasn't it Thanksgiving yeah. with Lincoln yes. at the White House and everything? Yes. Then they're like, you know what? We're just going to stay up here because it's not that safe really back on the farm down and in didn't the it, didn't valley. didn't Carrie tell Margaret she needed to get away from Piccadilly Place? Like, I need to get yes. away. And that's when General Sheridan showed up. Didn't they have that dinner? And, he, mm-hmm. and they kind of both looked at each other like, oh, this is an answered prayer. Like, right. This mm. is a way. Right. But so once they've spent some time up north and they're where... They're safe. Her and Margaret decide they're going to go to Richmond, which was the capital for the Confederacy, mm-hmm. because Carrie wants to search the prisons. And her cousin is like the warden of one of the like a head prisons. Yeah, 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 he's like a surgeon. But he refused to give any information. So she wanted to physically go there to look. Yeah, I was kind of shocked by that. Um, travel and mm-hmm. how they decided it's just like get yourself in more trouble why don't you yeah, I know like, but I, I, they did pray about it I think it said and they were mm-hmm. you know looking for th- answers but I don't think I would have been able to I would have been like, able to do it two either. women but and- remember once she got in there because she's like if anybody finds out yeah. that I am the widow of a union officer I will be thrown in prison she will be thrown in prison because she would be considered a spy she didn't until she ran into Joshua and Eli. She never once considered the fact that she would run into people down there who knew her and knew that she was married to a union yeah. officer. Yeah. So that's where I felt like, okay, ladies, like, I don't like, think you thought this through all the way. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. 
And it also put them being in there, put Eli, Joshua, and Aunt Ruth in a precarious situation. Yes. Yes. It really did. It, so, of course, you know, through it all, God protected them and provided a way out for everyone that was involved with all that. But um, so then Joshua Blevins, he uh, comes back in, right? Plays another role here. Yeah. So what were your thoughts on him during this? Because remember, they came up with this scheme of like um, him and Eli would keep their secret. Eli would pretend to court uh, Carrie and Joshua would pretend to court Margaret. So what were your thoughts on Joshua through this? Well, he stepped in again and helped the girls again who put themselves in a situation that they shouldn't have been. I mean, he mm-hmm. he could have ratted them out. He could have, he yeah. He could have been like... I think he was a better friend this book yeah. than he was the last book. Yeah, I definitely... Think yeah, he grew. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still don't trust him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was me. I'm like, a part of me still doesn't trust yeah. you. I... Mm-hmm. I Think you're helping out, but I always think you're looking for how can I eventually turn this situation into to benefit him benefit that me. I can use yep. against them to yeah. yeah. But then his last conversation with Margaret, because remember Margaret was like, I'm done with this pretend courtship because she can't even stand to be near him because remember he was a, a man who paid to sleep with her. Of course, uh-huh. she, remember she always um, had the potion potion to make him fall asleep, so she never had to sleep with him. But that sleazy tavern owner was making her right. do that supposedly so she would still take the man's money but she never ever slept with any of them because <laughs> yeah. she always knocked him out but um and he figured that out remember and she was like you were supposed to protect me you were you were a friend and you you didn't so but then that last conversation that he had with her about what did he say something like i thought you were a christian you're supposed to forgive but maybe you still have some learning to do on that or something. It's almost like he was frustrated because he maybe he had changed his ways or he felt sorry about what he had done. Yeah. But then he kind of just stormed out. Yeah. He made this comment that if she wanted to be a true Christian, she would need to learn to forgive, which she agreed. She had much left to learn. But the way he left made me think he might be changing for the better. And maybe he was hoping something might happen between him and Margaret. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe he, maybe he was, I mean, I can only imagine how it was back then caught between two different beliefs and so many families fighting against each other and Mm -hmm. neighbors, yeah, yeah. brothers against brothers and, Mm -hmm. you know, and everything. So, so that's Joshua, right? And he, I don't, he comes in and out throughout, but pretty much. He does keep quiet. He doesn't do anything, right? But if you were Eli, remember Eli's dealing with a lot too. I mean, he's really in a pickle because of her being there and he's trying to protect her. And then his dad's best friend, Pat, comes along and he's trying to run for Congress, I think it was. Senate. or some Senate. Senate yeah. yeah. And so he offers Eli a job basically to help him campaign, really. Would you have taken it if you were Eli? It's hard because I think Eli was in a, a tough spot where he knew he was on the losing team. Mm-hmm. And the losing team is going to have to pay, you know. Hefty price. Yeah. yeah. For and, it. And he, 
also had all these responsibilities. Yeah. Like, he had his mom and sister. Mm-hmm. He was, you know... He had, was supposed to be managing the, the Collier estate and taking care of those that. women. Yeah. And he had a lot to think about. So, like... Yeah, it wasn't it, a simple, yes, it, I'll go to jail or... Mm-hmm. Or do I want to go back to the battlefield? You know, I mean... Yeah. I really wondered if he would take it because, to be honest, when it was introduced, it didn't feel like it was on the up and up. It seemed kind of sneaky, sleazy. I don't know. But then I was like, but I may have felt that way because it had to do with politics and politicians. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. (laughs) Right. Um, Although I do know that that Pat was secretly trying to get Averly, his daughter, and Eli to marry, which at that point, Eli's like, I'm not interested. She's so shallow. Right. And which she becomes someone at that point she, he can't even trust. Right. And I think Eli was kind of like, you know, Eli lost his dad. So he knew that his dad really trusted Pat. Right. So felt like my dad trusted him. I can trust him too. He mm-hmm. will look out for me and, and mm-hmm. everything. So I think, you know. And his mom. What do you think of his mom? Eli's mom. I did not like her. I'm glad you brought this up. I did not <laughs> like how she treated Eli or Laura Beth. Yeah, his sister. Yeah. yeah. Shut up. You know, kept telling you, shut up. Don't say anything. And I'm like, Eli just saved you and got you this nice place. Mm-hmm. How dare you treat him? I'm like, I didn't like the way she treated him Mm-mm. or Laura Beth. And there must have been a big age gap between Eli and Laura Beth because he said like, yeah, and, you know, he kind of put his foot down with his mom. He eventually does, but what kind of laid down some things like, listen, Mm -hmm. you know, he was trying to be respectful because it's his mom. But yeah, she was, she was not a nice lady. No, (laughs) I don't understand. She should have been with the Montagues. Yes. Yes. And I don't understand in the story why she treated her youngest daughter like that. It never really said. Yeah. Why would you be mean to her like that? It was like she wasn't allowed to say anything. I kind of wanted Laura Beth to have a story where she got to. I know. (laughs) Because she was always like in a. I don't want to say a beaten state because of her mom. I would love to see like some man come out and pull her out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Really make her shine. So what did you think of Eli's surrender? I'll tell you this. I thought, whoa, this cost him a lot Yeah, to surrender. But his main reason for doing it was to protect Carrie. But as soon as he got them over the river, whatever, and he was in the Union territory, he was arrested on the spot. Yes. And taken to prison. He spent a while there. I mean, it wasn't a terrible prison, but... I think that if it was not for his love for Carrie, he would not have gone along with Pat's plan and surrendered to the Union. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? I agree. She's a lucky woman to be loved by two honorable men, huh? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, though. Then to be torn between two is... uh... I know. (laughs) I was a little shocked that she was giving up on finding Peyton. Yeah. But, I mean, she searched for months and... Everyone kept saying he's dead. Let it go. So do you trust Carrie and Margaret's dad? He comes back in the picture. They find him in this book. It's kind of first, I did not. Yeah, like he just walked away from her. Yeah. I was like, yeah. At this point in the series, I was on the fence with them. He seemed genuine, 
a little bit, but then uh, it was because of Carrie and Margaret that he caught his big big break in the news because they had been invited to have Thanksgiving with the Lincolns at the White House and he got to come along and that's where he made his connections and started Mm -hmm. being able to write big stories and now that's the White House at the presidential mansion oh yeah yeah sorry correct now (laughs) my apologies I'm trying to picture not having a White House like I'm like what I had trouble with the dad because he had dessert basically deserted them i felt like i know and didn't write mm-hmm. back to them he's a writer and didn't write back to them he didn't he didn't check on them try to send them money anything he didn't even like, know did he that they had been like basically indentured servants right at that tavern no we think is when he left weren't they still at the farm they were still at the farm mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and remember in the first book joshua told carrie your mom really isn't your mom I you know, know, and he like planted that seed of doubt, right? And, and then, I don't even understand what, what the point was. What the behind point that. was of that? Because her dad's like, no, she she was your mother. But then remember, her dad said that Carrie's mother wanted the divorce. Did you think that was true? That they actually divorced? Back then, I didn't think you did stuff like that. That was weird. That was odd. Like I thought. Were they really? Well, that's why I was like, so, is that true? Because remember, that was his reason for never returning. coming back or communicating is because your mom didn't want me anywhere around. She wanted divorce. I just thought that was a little odd. I don't know if that was true or not, or just his way of making himself look a little bit better. That's what I thought. Yeah. Like, okay, I, did, I didn't just run away for no reason. I left because of this. So I... I don't know. Yeah. Back then, you never really heard of, I thought, divorced was like a. Oh, but remember, we learn. Yeah, I do later. But, you know, reading other things, it was like, no, you just stay together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That was like a. It wasn't like, no, common, no. as common as it is today. I feel like today it's like, yeah, let's go ahead and get married. If it doesn't work, all right, we'll walk away. Yeah. Whereas back then, you were like. Um. I don't want to say shunned, but you were really looked down upon if you divorced. Uh, divorced back then. All right. Now it's time for a word from our sponsor. If you would like to sponsor our show, send an email to literaryscape at literaryscape.com. Literary Escape is a proud sponsor of the Literary Escape Book Club podcast. Our online store offers literature that lets you escape the everyday grind and paints a beautiful landscape where you can get lost in an amazing adventure. Never lose your spot during one of your literature escapes with one of our leather bookmarks. New items are continually added, so check back often. We look forward to serving you by bringing you quality literature and products. Visit us at literaryscape.com forward slash shop. Were you surprised by Carrie falling in love and accepting Eli's proposal just four months after losing Peyton? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We all three are like, yes. (laughs) I don't, I don't, yeah, that. I didn't think that she would love anybody other than Peyton. No. Especially from the beginning of the book, you know, how Mm -hmm. she was like set against even. She didn't even give Eli a second look in the first book. Yeah. And it seemed like this time she's like, oh, 
okay. Because yeah. she's been, since she had the news that, oh, you know, Peyton's, they say he's dead, right? Mm-hmm. She spent most of this story fiercely defending her belief that Peyton was still alive. Then after finally being able to check the prison in Richmond and not finding him, right? Mm-hmm. She seemed to just fall into Eli's arms and accept the fact that Peyton was dead. We know Eli's been in love with her since he met her. So him, it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I could understand him why he proposed so quickly, but I was very surprised by her response and how quickly she admitted to having feelings for him. Yeah. It just seemed. And like he kind of. I don't know. Like he kept telling her she's dead she, or he's dead. He's dead. But he didn't like give her time to greet like enough morning time grieving time i think he could have not proposed yeah i think yeah. he kind of took advantage of the situation yeah. a little bit like in her grief and mm-hmm. like i'm yeah. here he's not kind of thing right right you're gonna have to move on why not move on with, with me, me right yeah yeah all right so here's a question and tiff this is probably more directed towards you because of your nursing background okay is it possible for you not to recognize your childhood friend if they are in Peyton's condition? Is it possible that someone could be so what is so what, frail and skeletal looking? It sounded like yeah, that you I mean, wouldn't you recognize. Have, I mean, if you were that malnourished, yeah, it well, would be. And being that cannon exploding, yeah, and whatever. And I mean, it lost an eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the head injuries or brain yeah. injuries. I mean. I lost an eye and he had a leg that was broken that wasn't set. set. And so it was, Yeah, I just was curious. I'm like, wouldn't you, wouldn't there be something that said? I mean, for them, for those two, for the recognition, it was something about their banter back and forth. That That's what brought their it. Their personality. But if he would have been completely, you know, out of, I don't know that he would have been able to recognize them because they described him as a big muscular man. And then you see him as skin and bones. I yeah. Mean, it's a a totally different mm-hmm. structure. Your, did your grandma have cancer? She had a lot of... A lot of health issues, health right? Health issues, yes. And, and she, she got down really, really... Right. And so then our grandpa had cancer and he yeah. went down to skin and bones too. Yeah. But there was always a... I don't know. And maybe it's because we were with them through the whole process. It wasn't yes. like we saw them strong and healthy and then the next time we saw them they were just completely bones. so maybe that's what it is it's just it just like at first i'm like there's no way he didn't recognize his friend you know yeah <laughs> right but maybe i guess it's true when you have one picture of him right and that's what sat in your memory yeah and then, and then think about his injuries that went for so long without being treated yes and infection and everything going on and not and then yeah. You know, that has that I immediately was like, It's Peyton, it's Peyton <laughs> you know? And he's not recognizing yeah. until Peyton opens his eyes and says Surrender, rebel. Yes. Yeah, that? and he then he saw the and Then he saw the mangled cross that he always wore, right? Yeah. That and had, I think the name was kind of messed up. Wasn't? So they were telling him it they did that's true. The prisoners that were saying he yeah. they said it was they said a different name, but all right, so um, the characters, they're going through a lot of changes and turmoil in this book. Do you identify with any of them or the events they're going through? 
Were you able to connect and be like, yeah, I really, I really get that. Yes. With Carrie. Yes. Mm hmm. Uh I can probably identify with Aunt Ruth in that situation of like, I have to accept this and we got to move forward and we're going to do what we need to do to survive. But, and maybe Margaret, you know, Margaret, bless her heart. She's trying to walk along with her sister and help her. And, but I can't imagine living in a war in the middle of a war zone. Oh, I know. And then being in your town, being under Confederate and then Union and then Mm -hmm. back and forth. Yeah. And you think about like the people in Europe, how many times their homes have been totally destroyed by war over there. I mean, all the like, wars that they've had. Like think of Ukraine right now. Yeah. Can you imagine. I keep praying like, please don't let us have another civil war. But there's there's days where you feel like, man, I feel like we're gearing up for that again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's just crazy. It really brings out, I will say, those challenges show your true colors. <laughs> Because there's no hiding. No one could hide from it. Well, unless you were out west. <laughs> yeah, like, out, yeah. like they weren't touched by it at all. But. Yeah. So, how do you feel about the way this book ended? And who are you rooting for, Eli or Peyton? I'm rooting for Peyton because they're still married. Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Eli kind of turned into a bad guy again for me. <laughs> <laughs> like a little rebel you get well bless his heart he did like again yeah he did all right step i found back. peyton uh, i'm gonna step back it hurts yeah. but i'm gonna step back but i just felt like the end of this book was a lot of, like twilight do you remember the big debate if, between edward and jacob in the twilight series no i didn't watch twilight. I <laughs> oh i never read the books and i've actually never watched the movies I've only really um, watched the first one. <laughs> okay, I couldn't get into them. Okay, it's yeah. just it's not it's not my thing. But uh, Tabitha, our sister Tabitha, was into them hugely. I think that's why she named her daughter Bella. By the way, <laughs> she <laughs> she swears no, but I'm like I don't know Tabitha. But anyways, um, I just remember every maybe it's too because I was teaching at the time, and so the, a lot of the kids were talking about it. I feel like, and it was like, I think she should choose Jacob. I think she should choose Edward. It was a big thing. And I feel like that's how this book ends. Yeah. Who do you think she should be with? I mean, it's literally two honorable men she has to choose between, but you're right. She's already married to Peyton. Yeah. So, I mean, unless he passes away or something, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. she has to stay with Peyton. Mm -hmm. But see... I think Eli would be a very devoted and doting husband because yeah. he's so in love with her, just like Peyton was. But I think Peyton, in the end, is the only one that really holds her heart. I don't think she is in love with Eli as much as Eli's in love with her. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I think she just loved the attention she was getting. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it, like she was in a vault, like you said, vulnerable. she was in a vulnerable place yeah. emotionally. And. He kind of played on that a little bit, but I, I do agree. He would have been a great husband to her, mm-hmm. but I think deep down she would have always wanted Peyton. Yeah. yeah. So any other thoughts you have on this one? No, I don't. Okay. So how would you rate Too Deep for Words? I'm going to go two lassos again. That's, that's what I did too. I was going to say two, two. Yeah. It really took until the last 60 pages or so before I it really raptured my attention. 
But I did enjoy the cliffhanger at the end. Yes. I will say that. Any other thoughts? No. Thank you for listening to our discussion of Too Deep for Words by Andrea Beauchar. Don't forget to visit literaryscape.com and sign up for our newsletter to enter for a chance to win the Shenandoah Valley Saga series. Remember to follow us on Instagram and like and subscribe to our podcast show so you never miss an exciting episode. Until next time, happy and blessed reading.